Welcome to the Holistic Ease Podcast. I am your host, Erin Oberlander, Certified Holistic Aromatherapist, Herbalist, Holistic Health Expert, and Modern Homesteader. This podcast is where you can come to learn and be inspired about a wide variety of topics, all related to holistic lifestyle. Drawing upon ancient wisdom from Ayurveda, traditional Chinese medicine, modern sciences, as well as the art of aromatherapy, we start to connect more deeply with our innate wisdom and our inner voice. Nutrition, essential oils, herbs, spirituality and faith, movement, seasonal living, permaculture, and an occasional digression into the land of the weird and funny, all these things we candidly and honestly discuss here. Why? Because I believe it shouldn't be hard to live a life closer to the cycles of nature that improves your quality of life, health, and relationships. So come along with me and let's learn together how to live a holistic lifestyle with ease. Welcome back, friends. I am so pumped for you to meet my guest today. This is Morgan Denae. She is a woman who is doing work that is of the moment. She is a recovery coach and mentor specializing in dance, core wellness, and somatic trauma recovery. She supports primarily women with a creative spirit to reclaim, transform, and express their unique inner core beauty and power. She's also a choreographer, and I also found out, just like myself, that she is a belly dancer, and that's been part of her journey. So, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. It's very good to be here with you. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> so you have so many things that you do that I love, and I love that you're bringing in creativity, you're bringing in nature, you're bringing in the movement of the body, and inherent within that is the idea of connecting with our body's wisdom and, it, and our intuition, and there's so many things in common between your work and my work. So I feel that my listeners are going to benefit so much from learning a little bit more about you and your story and the work that you are doing to help people with trauma recovery. So do you want to just share a little bit of your background and your story with us and how how you came into this work? Yes, absolutely. So, um, well, I, I say that heal or heal thyself mm. is a statement that really kind of sums up my path, both my personal recovery path and my professional path, Mm -hmm. Um, because really my own healing process and the seeking and the necessity of finding that healing um, was concurrent with my calling to to study and to practice supporting others, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's always been kind of that inside out kind of process you know and um so yeah i'm, I'm gonna be 53 this month so i've got a long story <laughs> so i can make it concise um so i was you know i was born into a, a kind of a confusing mix i think many of us were who are kind of drawn to working with healing trauma and mm. healing in a deep place I, um you know my family was very creative very um gifted very amazing very loving and affectionate and you know artists and performers and interest free thinkers and, and such and also there was a lot of trauma Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, mental illness going through and addiction and abuse and neglect. Um, so it was a house with, or a family with much laughter and joy and connection and also, you know, storms and, mm-hmm. you know, wounds and yeah. challenges. Um, and so, uh, and that included alcoholism, alcoholism and then, you know, recovery with that. So I witnessed a lot of things, you know, I was exposed to a lot of kind of uh, powerful experiences and powerful concepts and you know um so that really has shaped me you know in a Mm. lot of ways there's been a lot of healing in my family over the years you know Mm. as we heal you you know we can if if people are open to it everybody's doing their work we are all kind of healing along together and so that was kind of the seeds of everything and um and it was kind of into my late teens and early 20s that my body started to break down we didn't you know this was in the in the 80s we didn't like talk of necessarily like 
as much about mental illness, panic attacks, depression, da 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 da. You know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't as much a part of the general vocabulary. Um, but I was definitely experiencing some of these things, you know, um, and just a lot of different things: panic attack, um, anxiety, weight gain from also powerful spiritual experiences and creative inspiration and all of these you know right the the together and so it was kind of in my mid-20s that I kind of hit a wall my father was um, had been diagnosed with cancer and um, was basically in the process of starting you know that di- the dying process was starting to be catalyzed there and and I thought I would die so there was some real you know attachment and so basically it brought up my I was already dealing with also severe low back pain and um had had kidney stones as well like Mm. 25 that started to happen 23 this so my body was showing somatically right the body body body-based symptoms were showing severe PMS severe cramps severe like violent menstrual cramps you know um those were things that were going and yet you could look at me and I was you know active and you know seemed fit and all of that right so um so I was hitting a wall where I knew that I was going to I thought I was going to die just emotionally so much pain you know and uh it just came to a place where something really major had to happen it was my it was the biggest wake-up call in my life I've had many others after <laughs> yeah. but um, it was it was like the turning point for my soul's my soul's journey you know and that was when I started to work with a spiritual healer um, really seek out holistic other holistic body-based healers acupuncture anything I could find because I with the severe low back pain too I was being told by you know people around me who were supposed authorities that oh you have scoliosis you have you're not going to be able to ever heal this you're you know you're just going to have this chronic pain for the rest of you know I've been told certain things like that in my journey and I just Mm -hmm. kind of ignore them and just pursue the the solution so uh, it was basically kind of this was in Tucson Arizona surrounded um within this amazing healing community Mm -hmm. uh, that I sought out you know and and really the, all the physical modalities were super important in that process, you know. Um, and this was this was trauma manifesting in my body, mm-hmm. you know. This was because uh, also uh, sexual abuse, emotional abuse was part of my story, you know, childhood. And so, um, you know, you don't always we. And this is where we say people don't always know what trauma means or how it's affecting them. Um, but that's trauma right there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that's trauma. And it, you know, it's reflected in the body, in our emotional patterns, um, in the kind of relationship dynamics I was choosing, you know, um, and it just needed to shift, you know. And so doing the spiritual work to the heart-based work, the, learning my story from my own perspective, not fe- feeding the belief that my place in the family the one who had it so good, da 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 da. Well, mm-hmm. okay, this 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 body is breaking down. I'm breaking down. Something's not right. I something did not have it so good. Right. 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 And so it's that it's also can be the dichotomy of the love and the and the fear. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of had to pull that apart so that I could give myself the space mm-hmm. to own my own story and own and recognize my own pain so that I could heal, mm-hmm. so that I could heal it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to, if we keep burying it or getting uh, sidetracked and saving everybody else, <laughs> especially yeah. males, we're so taught that, or mm-hmm. sensitive males, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is, you know, any imbalance in that way. So basically I was brought back to myself in a big way. Mm. Because literally, I would not be alive today if I had not done the work I was going to do. And we are losing people, you know. Yeah. We are losing people are taking their lives more and more in these times. And I would have been on that path, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I did have to revisit that several times in my journey. 
hitting those places of Mm -hmm. severe depression Mm -hmm. and pockets and breakdowns. And so anyway, so, but in that concurrently, I was, I felt the calling as I was doing my own healing work and the, uh, the belly dance opened that up in dancing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I do look different forms of dance or social dance as well, or just spontaneous dance, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, but belly dance specifically at that time in my twenties, um, as I was finding my calling, right. I, it was like, oh, I am called. I always was a dancer just because I love to dance. And I say, if you have the dancer spirit, it doesn't matter if you take a single class, if you've never taken a class, you're still a dancer. It's in your heart. It's right. in your soul. Yeah. Right? And so, but I was recognized, I am called to, to, to embodying and sharing dance as a healing art. Mm. And it was in that way, belly dance was opening that up. So that form gave me that vehicle. And other form, you know, other forms have come with that over the years too. Um, but concurrently, I was also studying uh, an ancient Chinese Taoist healing art, a Chine Song integrated internal organ massage, mm-hmm. uh, with a wonderful woman, uh, Allison Post, and uh, she was teaching unwinding the belly as mm-hmm. well as part of that. I mean, that was her kind of signature term. But then it was all of that, and so working with uh, belly massage, breathwork, energy work. Um, all of this was happening with all the prayer work, all the spiritual work I was doing, the reflection and guided meditation. Mm. So I was combining that in my work with people yeah. and was able to, um, you know, bring that into dance, dance movement classes, into workshops, into sessions, working with scar tissue as well and mm. different issues that collect in the body. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then it kind of like continued to evolve and so there's many layers that I continue to study and and such um, in different fields and fitness and and body work and you know and trauma work and so um, not to so I won't give all those details but that's kind of the roots of where I came from and so in the last uh, a little over a year I came out to California kind of completing a whole cycle it started in Tucson, went to the East Coast for 20 years, and um, and then it was like, oh, okay, it's time to go back to the West. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just going to, I'm going to take everything and I'm going to put it together. And oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it just in time for the pandemic to hit. <laughs> 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 so now, you know, it's like, it is perfect timing because, you know, here's, it, it is, we're on call now. Oh my you know? gosh, yes. But, you know, and then it's just navigating. Yes. Well, that's a really good segue into just the word trauma, the discussion of trauma. Um, you know, whether I'm talking to my friends that are in education right now, or we're talking about the huge racial divides that we're experiencing in our country, or we're talking about how women have for thousands of years been internalizing horrible messages about themselves and their bodies and their abilities, or it's actual physical, sexual, spiritual abuse. There's many different ways that we can define trauma, and I feel like it is one of the words that is of the moment. You know, you're hearing it even on the news. You know, you turn on the local news even, and it's a word that you're going to hear a couple of times during each broadcast. And so we're using it so often that I'm not even sure that we always are using it mindfully and that we understand what we're saying when we're using that word. So you as a practitioner, how do you personally define trauma? Okay. Well... Of course, that could go on for a long time, too. But what I want to say, one thing I want to say about that and what happens in our society as well is that things get, uh, there's so much, we're so used to everything. It's because it's also trauma-driven. Our society is trauma-driven. Yes, yes, And so everything becomes, like, so dramatized. Mm -hmm. And so you know, loud and noisy, mm-hmm. instead of going inside and settling and slowing down mm. and reflecting into what does that mean? What is happening here? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's this cacophony. Mm-hmm. And then social media is a cacophony of trauma, 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 and yes. finger pointing and all these yep. things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also wonderful healing and such. But going deeper into that, what I'm going to say that we're not generally saying this is kind of from where I was trained and taught. We're, first of all, underneath that trauma is showing up still, I'll go another layer, but as a symptom of fear-based reality. 
So we're beings of love. We came from love. We're going to love. Love is what drives us ultimately. Even if we're mm-hmm. being run by our fears, we all want to be loved. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all flourish in love. And so that separation from love, from our divine essence, is where the trauma the trauma begins Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be this loud it can be but if we just kind of settle into that first and then recognize that trauma is one of the tenets of trauma is that it it it, the way that it impacts is it is it we separate from ourselves Mm -hmm. on some level okay separate maybe from our sense of love for ourselves we separate from our sense of our value our worth we separate from our feeling of being in our bodies present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's all in our faces right now. <laughs> all the fragmentation in our society. Mm-hmm. So we slow down and go back in, you know, and come to that center place, give ourselves permission for that to look from that center place out. Then you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Recognize yeah. settling in. And that's where we can also recognize that one of the tenets of trauma on that physical level, see trauma can be, it can be that jolting moment. It can be a jolting moment in a circumstance, right? Mm -hmm. Abusive, natural disaster, accident, whatever that is. It can also be the ongoing, continual wearing away. Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's, and and so what happens physically in that too is that the nervous system we are just as we are divine beings and this for some reason this is making me choke up i you know who knows where this is but i'm just gonna go with it go with it do the feelings yeah (laughs) but because it's so deep you know Mm -hmm. as divine beings we we are made of love we come from love but that separation how jolt, how how much that has impacted us is impacting the way that our nervous systems run and our nervous mm-hmm. systems are connected to how we connect to our divinity and how we connect to spirit and yep. to wholeness right yep. Yep. and they're they're part of the physical construct that conduit right mm-hmm. and just as in our spine and the connecting into um, into our guts and everything right yep. and so we are designed in our nervous systems to be primarily in rest and digest. Mm-hmm. And rest and digest is that kind of balanced state. I mean, homeostasis, it kind of shifts. And, and, but that is our, our, is our kind of balanced state. Mm-hmm. 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 And a, a peaceful place going along, right? Kind of. But then in the in in trauma we are um we shift into our sympathetic nervous system which is our fight or flight or freeze Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a survival mode that was designed we were designed into that by as beings of nature to survive you know to handle the the moments when we have to show up we have to move fast we have to get out of there you know we always use the 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 image of the tigers coming, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> tigers are not everywhere in the world, but, you know, whatever, the big animal, whatever. Um, you know, those moments of danger. Or when we have to, you know, we just have to kind of be ultra on alert, you okay. know. So it's got its purpose, but it's it, it gets completely out of balance mm-hmm. so that the nervous system goes into overdrive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, with what happens with trauma, too, when it's in, in embedded, it, it's, it has reprogrammed the nervous system to move primarily more into the... The, the sympathetic, right, the fight or flight or freeze mode. So that balanced state that we, we rest we rest in, you know, we digest in. Mm-hmm. We process our emotions and we reflect right. in. Yeah, true, true. Is not given the space. It doesn't have the same space mm. because this is trying to get us, save us, trying mm. to protect us, you know. Yeah. And, and so when we we can see that in the body we then it's constantly it's constantly worrying inside worrying uh, uh, not worrying but also worrying 
but you know <laughs> it's, it's constantly moving in the body and so it's kind of wearing us down mm-hmm. from the inside out mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so it's causing all these different issues and balances in the body including mental illness and digestive issues inflammation um, even core issues and body aches and pains and low immunity and fibromyalgia and you know how many other things are being connected because we're being yeah. worn down yeah 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 and so our society you can see our society does not give space for moving into rest and digest mm-hmm. yeah we'll talk about it and and it can be like a trend or whatever people <laughs> try to put it out there and make it into whatever make some money off of it or whatever you know yeah but like as as like a, a as a as a society and now a world that actually allows that space to actually be in our natural in the, the natural flow of the way we were designed to be and to heal this, to give the space to heal it. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh. That is rich, rich, rich Instead of continually jabbing it. Yep. Yeah. Right. You know, and so we are on high alert now. Mm. There's high alert going on everywhere. I mean, and I don't even say that in, as a dramatic thing. It's just mm-hmm. saying, one of the greatest gifts we can do is to, because our vibration shifts, mm-hmm. and it's it it's there's a lot of layers to that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it is a practice. It is a daily practice, and 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 then we're talking about generational trauma. Okay, so know? that was my next question that I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. So one of the things that I heard you say already is that. Trauma doesn't need to be an acute experience. It can be a long-term drip, right? Yes. But something that I personally have experience with that has shocked me over and over and over is generational trauma and cellular memory. Yes. And DNA memory from our ancestors. So I'll just give a quick example of this just because it's, it's a fast one. My mom... I have a good relationship with my mom. When she was a little girl, she she was like four. She fell off a swing. She really hurt her pelvis, her hip. And she was the good middle child, and she never told her parents about it. And she just, you know, whatever. So now she has this chronic hip issue where she can't fully open up, you know, like into butterfly. She can't mm-hmm. fully open up that hip, and it always gets caught or whatever. Yeah. I did not have this injury, but I have the same physical problem. Yeah. I have to really work on opening up that area and it wants to get caught. And even though that's not my trauma and I'm working on, you know, those are, those are her lessons, not my lessons. The more I do that, the more it opens up, the more I connect with that feminine core energy, the more that opens up. But it shocks me that, you know, somehow that got imprinted on me as her offspring, her injury. That's crazy, but I bet you see that all the time. So do you want to talk a little bit about generational trauma and the, the memory that even our cells and our DNA holds? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really powerful, you know, story too. I mean, it, it really is, um, I mean, it's really powerful and it's another way of looking at things mm-hmm. that is, uh, well, it, it, it's deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And... Um, and it's interesting too because uh, it, and I'm going to take it back to again the way I was I was trained, mm-hmm. you know, really in looking at that. Again, we're talking about a legacy of fear-based reality mm-hmm. that gets passed on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how we when we're healing ourselves, we're healing our DNA, we're healing the patterns, we're healing. Um, you know, basically what was passed on, but what was being passed on in in our ancestors' spirits, in their bodies, yeah. you know, of course we're connected, and, we, and then we came physically from our line as well, mm-hmm. you know, and so um, it, doesn't it make sense in that way? I mean, sure, mm-hmm. we're physical beings, and we're spiritual beings, and so these things are kind of, they are going to be passed on because they're the content that exists. It's not right. like we start fresh from scratch mm-hmm. when we're born. We're coming from all of these influences. Uh, mm-hmm. We're we're matter, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. We're made from our parents, and they were made from you know, and so so and so on. So, um, and it's also emotional patterns and um, behavioral patterns and all of that, you know, going on memory, 
Um, and basically, I think that when we can kind of just accept that thing that everything is connected instead yeah. of this compartmentalization. Yeah. That you know you can you you can only really fully you can really only abuse and create full structures and such of abuse if you're in separation. Mm. So if you're owning that we are connected, then of course it's you're, it becomes a lot more intimate and yeah. you can recognize those things. Another thing is sometimes there are and I you know it depends on the story, but sometimes there are going to be. Um, you know, accidents that manifest, right, in the body. But sometimes there's a story behind why the accident happened when it's reflecting. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not in every single case, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's also going back to the somatic. What is the body reflecting? What is it attracting? Mm. What does that have to do with it? Does that make sense? Yes, makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So... When you are working with a client, then you have all of these different tools in your toolbox and you obviously have a rich and deep personal experience with this type of body work as well. What does it look like when somebody comes to you? What does it look like to work with you? What is that process? Okay. Well, it, it kind of, first of all, there's, there's going to be, you know, there's a meeting, you know, we're going to meet, we're going to consult first, you know, and and find out if we're a match. And then, um, it kind of depends on what I'm doing with the person because I have different forms of work that I'm doing and sometimes I'm working with somebody on different on several level levels using you know different things so Mm -hmm. for example if I'm working with them through movement um one-to-one specifically too um, I'm going to go through a whole I I really basically in anything that I do ideally I'm assessing doing an assessment finding out about their history um I'm listening between the lines again because you're saying, you know, people don't always necessarily know what trauma is or know they've mm-hmm. had it. And I don't assume that I'm going to find, oh, a pocket of trauma or something. It depends, you know. Yeah. I'm just stay, I stay open to what's going to come out mm-hmm. because a lot of the time in listening to people's story, because that's a big piece. It's super important mm-hmm. listening, being present. Not mm-hmm. just, I'm not going to come in just assuming I know everything that's ridiculous we don't know until we listen and learn you know Mm. and and so you know really kind of that and then I'm also looking at their movement patterns I'm Mm. looking at um I'm I'm kind of wanting to find out in their lifestyle too what their relationship is to themselves like how they Mm. treat themselves you know how they live how they want to live what changes they want and how what are they open to too yes you know because um you kind of you just really have to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they're not ready for something, it's not really going to be helpful to throw something at them, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so, really, it all it, it starts with that kind of that assessment meeting. Okay. Um, and from there, I can start to get a sense of, you know, the program that I'm going to put together for them. Okay. You know, drawing from what I'm what I work with. Um, and a lot of the time too in that now if they're if they're online I'm not necessarily gonna you know I'm not gonna be able to do direct body work with them right right (laughs) but if they're online I can talk to them if they are gonna want to learn to work on themselves self-massage with belly massage internal organ massage scar Mm -hmm. tissue massage that kind of thing but if I'm working with them for um, one-to-one in person then um, sometimes if I'm working with them with one modality, say body work, or I'm working with them with dance movement or even fitness because I work with holistic, you know, fitness in the core rehabilitation mm-hmm. and strengthening such. Um, we'll do work with that and then they'll see, oh, this piece could actually help you also. So why don't we start doing this? You know, okay. so it kind of unfolds. Okay. Right. Um, because I will generally have a picture. I'll see, oh, this could work this way. But, you know, it has to unfold because not everybody's ready for that. Right. And so what you're saying is that each person that you're working with is really getting a completely individualized program yes. for them based on where they are, what their needs are. You're not just doing a standard set of things with each person that comes to you necessarily. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with certain 
there, I mean, of course, I have different techniques that, that will be applied in certain areas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's very it's very customized. Okay. You know, and um, and also, you know, I'm paying attention to what people are open to mm-hmm. and what they're again that can evolve so they can, you know, maybe be ready for something else mm-hmm. down the mm-hmm. line. So yes, it is very, it is very personal and um, personalized. So one of the things I feel like I hear you're saying is that a big part of this process is helping people to come home to themselves. Yes. And I know that for my, my journey with my body has been, it's felt like crawling out of thousands of years of <laughs> horrible women hate honestly to to like just like just when I think I'm beyond it oh no there's another layer there's another layer there's another layer but beginning the journey for me was letting my body move in an instinctually feminine way when I started with belly dance and Mm -hmm. that was when I first started hearing the term divine feminine so without going too deep into that I would be so curious to hear from you Especially from a body work and a and a movement and a dance standpoint, what does divine feminine mean to you? Okay, well, it's very interesting because it kind of I see it as part of that reclaiming of the love based reality, mm-hmm. bringing in the balance again, mm-hmm. and so it is kind of the missing piece Mm -hmm. that is going to open the door. And this is also part of my training, you know, that I've been given opening the door to the transformation of going from fear, fear fear-based reality to Mm love-based reality, which is a big part of the healing of our trauma, you Mm -hmm. know, our separation from love, Mm -hmm. separation from ourselves. The divine feminine does require that. And it's not that the, it's not like there can't be, powerful movement or you know all of that but it does require an element of it is the slowing down mm-hmm. it's the going inward mm-hmm. you know, it requires the inward journey mm-hmm. and because we have to go within to reclaim these pieces that have been so rejected so demonized mm-hmm. so devalued and so degraded yeah. And it also connects right into nature, Mother Nature, and the cycles of nature, yes. allowing for recognizing cycles. Because, you know, um, and, you know, we see that that's something that is there with indigenous cultures is mm-hmm. that recognition of cycles of nature, working with the cycles. Yeah. And, you know, an automated, consumerized, you know, um, industrialized complex that it, it wants to it doesn't want that. It doesn't allow for that, those natural, it wants to control everything. Yeah. Everything's a commodity. Everything's the same all the time. Yeah. And it's always about production and it's Mm -hmm. always about, um, you know, but not serving life force. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's just a wounded reality. It's not any Mm. true essence of any reality. It's just a wounded, that's just a wounded reality. Put it over here. You know, you get to be healed here. the divine feminine is so much connecting into that reclamation mm. of that balance. Mm. And it's, it's, it can be very subtle. It can be very subtle when we're, ah, we're not going to notice. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get the fanfare per se. And what, that's one way, but it is also extremely fierce and extremely powerful. Yes. I mean, yes. Mother Earth could be, could, she could simply destroy us in maybe less than five minutes if she chose. Yeah. She could just bat an eye and we'd be gone. Right. Or right. she could just wipe us out. But that's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's vast grace and patience. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it's also, you know, I see the divine feminine is also, um, it's deeply wise and insightful and feeling, very much feeling. Yeah and magical mm-hmm. and sensual and um and wild but also it's many facets right but yeah. also elegant and regal and so there it's not just one thing but um it doesn't 
it just holds firm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what I see it too. It, it it is what it is, and it has many facets. Yeah. Yes. Just just as anything divine. I love that. That's such a beautiful way of stating it. I know for myself, um, just from the background that I came from, the word feminine had a very controlling and controlled sense to it. Like, this is your role as a woman. This is how you're supposed to be. You need to stay in this sphere of life. And so even the term divine feminine, honestly, totally freaked me out for years, like probably a good 10 years. And what I've been learning is so many of the things that you just said, like, yes, you go inward and this is not a weak, timid, wounded thing that you're going to encounter. It's power, but it's also playful and it's surprising. So I love that you're helping women to find that because I think so many of us right now have deep, deep woundings about what it means to be feminine. Absolutely. And it's a word. It gets put down very quickly. (laughs) Yes, it does. It's one of the first things that we want to put down. Yep. Yep. Why do we need to, why just cut that out? Mm -hmm. Cut out, cut it out, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. put down. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, man, you have a lot of a lot of different things to draw upon in your work, but I'm curious to know a little bit about your lifestyle and especially with the pandemic. What has what has self-care looked like for you? What has helping, you know, mental health support? How has that looked for you during this weird, weird pandemic time that we've been going through? <laughs> yeah, this this surreal time. It's totally surreal. Yes. Yeah. and continues to be surreal um so um kind of to put it in the framework of my own mental health recovery wound healer heal thyself Mm -hmm. right um that i um you know i came out i moved out to to california and i knew i was leaving a whole kind of 20 years of accumulation of community and professional mm-hmm. reputation and all of this, you know, just all of it. Yeah. I was leaving a plateau. Mm-hmm. And in my own recovery, I've come to the other side. I mean, we work on ourselves. You know, it's not like I don't have anything to deal with, obviously, but I don't, I'm not living with mental illness anymore, mm-hmm. you know, but I did live with that trauma based mental illness that would come up mm-hmm. and it would show itself in severe depression and panic attack dissociation breakdowns mm. and my life would fall apart and I you know and I would have to build up again mm. start up again right and anybody who's had that knows exactly what that is it's it's pure devastation basically mm-hmm. and um but then you find that place again you know yeah. and so it's been many years since I've dealt with that you know in that to that place um it's probably been nine years so I guess that's a long time but in a way it's not a long time you know Mm -hmm. but um so moving out here in the back of my mind I was excited for the adventure you know the unknown also but I knew that I had to prove to myself or I not just prove but I just needed to see that I was going to hold firm Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because I came in this, I came here by myself as well. I mean, I, I drove out with my sister, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so to come here and then have the pandemic hit mm. so that you're in a new place and you can't just go out to just make community and, you know, yeah, and now you're and really you're isolated. <laughs> you're really back on yourself. Yeah. And so, um, I certainly wouldn't deny that deeper layers of trauma have surface, you know, mm. and definitely were surfacing in that time, and that was part of the process. So part of that is also working with the nervous system. Mm. So absolutely, being conscious, working with the breath work has been—it's part of my, you know, practice, self practice as well. Um, really being conscious of having even nur- nur- nutrients that are going to support the nervous system, mm. um, magnesium, potassium, electrolytes. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, just really making sure taking the herbs that I need mm-hmm. and eating the, you know, the healing foods, Epsom salt baths, aromatherapy, really, I make priority, um, for my temple time, which I call, which is my, my prayer and reflection 
you know, and my grounding mm. with Mother Earth, mm. doing and doing my energy work on myself, clearing and mm. doing that with prayer and visualization, mm. you know, mm. um, and a, and movement, dance, and exercise, super important for me. And and so you know, we've had major isolation, obviously, in many yeah. places. But California, it's gone for quite a while. Yeah, and so going by myself into nooks in nature I mean I would call myself a fairy witch basically just born by that fairy medicine is just how it is so we have to find our nooks in nature I totally I totally see this in you (laughs) so it's like connecting with nature in that way because you are just we are just so loved Mm where we can we can really bring in that communal that communing that Mm. communication that's happening it's just love so much Mm -hmm. love and connection happening and so doing that keeping the body moving taking the early morning walks mm-hmm. or the walk in the evening when you can you know that kind of thing and and, and really dancing in nature and I, i'll just dance anywhere really i don't care if i'm at the edge of the beach i'm at the edge of the water i'm in a park i'm in a parking lot i'm under a tree down the street i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> down the sidewalk um because all of those things you know i'm just determined to be in that joy mm. to lift my vibration it doesn't really i'm not hurting anybody and i don't have any intention so it really doesn't matter if people are judging it mm. doesn't matter mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. because i am doing what i have to do to be happy to be in that joy yeah. and that's saving my own life that's how we save our lives yeah you know, we value our lives we do what we have to do right with love you know mm. That's beautiful. And so all of those have been really big pieces and, and just really having to be clear when, you know, recognizing, oh, that there's a big lesson. Oh, wow, there's a big chunk of some childhood trauma up here. For this part. So a lot of reevaluation. I think we've been all doing a lot of reevaluation mm-hmm. about certain things. Yep. Yep. For sure. Now, um, I understand that you're still choreograph. You're still doing choreography. You're still dancing. Are you performing as a dancer these days or recently? Um, I haven't been performing recently. Okay. Actually, I I came out here. Um, and that's kind of starting. Things are kind of starting to open up okay. more. Okay. Um. So I I can't say that I am, um, you know, connected in with performing, yet okay. here. Okay, but it is going to be happening in the future, we think. Yes, so that's very much my intention. My, my question, my query, I'm so interested to hear this, is how is your work as a healer, like a somatic healer with the body, informing your work as a dancer and choreographer? How are those two things interacting with each other? Yeah. So, first of all, you know, again, um, it's connecting into the divine you know, we don't we don't do these things alone. I don't believe. I believe really that we are really guided and, and supported and loved, mm-hmm. and that that when we call in the divine and we recognize that divine within us and we're calling it forth, um, it kind of powers us, mm. and and then we channel that. You know, and we become like kind of like living crystals, or mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're always you yeah. know, we're we're made of vibration, so we're always vibrating. Yes, whether it's positive, negative, you know. And so um, that is a part of it, is really connecting into that. And so being really present in the body, so it's not, it's not just about like having a certain look or getting, you know, impressing people, but it's embodying being present in the body. It's mm. being in the breath, being in the, in the prayer, you know, being mm. in the communion and, and like mm. conveying that message of healing and uh, connecting with connecting with the people yeah you know connecting with the audience yeah and um i mean that's kind of really where it came from first you know and so uh i mean there is it's funny because you know there then there's kind of christians who do worship dance you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and i connect to christ consciousness but i don't connect to any particular religion Mm -hmm. and but i recognize what they're doing Mm -hmm. It dances worship dance as as a as a divine expression or yeah. performance as a divine expression. Yeah, you know, I mean that's kind of an ancient thing, and so mm-hmm. um, I just kind of intrinsically connect to it that way. Okay, and so it, you know you kind of see where 
performance can get to that place where it's more just about, say, getting attention mm-hmm. or impressing people or kind of titillation even mm-hmm. or whatever that might be. I'm kind of on the other end. It's like um, it, this is a gift to the divine. Mm-hmm. This is a celebration of the divine. This gratitude, expressing gratitude, mm-hmm. or it, and also an opportunity kind of to transmit healing energy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or a healing story or a healing message. That's amazing. And I completely agree with you about that. Um, just the most powerful powerful performances that I have experienced both as an audience member and as a performer myself have been the ones where I have shown up fully and let myself bear my soul and let myself really connect. And I feel like this is just you, like this is who you are. You have found that sweet spot and you have figured out how to live there and this is what you're teaching other people to do so i know that you have an offer right now for people um you do some one-on-one work and you have a 30 minutes kind of like a discovery call you want to share with us a little bit about that yeah yeah absolutely um so basically you know it's just a 30 minute session to just you know a free clarity call to connect i ideally well maybe over zoom also could be FaceTime, you know, you know, yep. <laughs> all our different ways. Um, but to really kind of connect and find out um, what, you know, questions somebody might have, mm-hmm. what they're dealing with. I mean, it's it's 30 minutes, so it's kind of like what what are you dealing with that might connect into what I offer. Right. Um, and so they can get a sense because... Um, there are just things that people are dealing with that they don't even know can be healed, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or how to heal that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's an opportunity, you know, for us to connect and also see energetically if we, you know, are a match, mm-hmm. but also to kind of find out more about the programs that I offer and how those might come together or might address the concerns that, you know, a person's dealing with. Okay, so people have the option to book that with you for that free 30-minute session with you, the Clarity Call. And I know that you also have interest in working with uh, conscious individuals, nonprofits, communities and organizations in areas of mental health through trauma recovery and holistic lifestyle and creative expression through dance, movement, and performance. So if anybody out there is listening to this and they're like, we need her, tell people how they can find you. Absolutely. Um, well, I am at, um, Gmail, morgandanae at gmail.com. Um, I have a website, morgandanae.com. I am on Instagram, morgandanae wellness, and I'm on Facebook, uh, at morgandanae or morgandanae wellness. Okay. I I can all, I mean, I'm fine to give my number as well if somebody wants to. Okay, go ahead. Um, it's area code 828-216-8182. Two five, and um, that is not a California area code, but I am in California, and so I do. I've been doing Zoom sessions since two thousand thirteen, and then locally, you know, um, we're opening up to being able to work outside. I want to work with people outdoors, or you know, house call if if that's the calling. Um, And so, yeah, because uh, whether somebody's dealing with wanting to connect in their body through dance movement or breath work, guided meditation, dealing with any kind of core-based issues, challenges, you know, including um, low back and hip pain, pelvic issues, um, digestive issues, scar tissue from surgery, C-section, diastasis recti, um, and or just even mental health recovery wanting support in claiming your your path and your self-care, your lifestyle, and, yeah. and really kind of claiming that dancer in all of this as well, a healthy dancer. I love that. And I have no doubt that anyone that comes to you is going to receive deep help and healing through anything that you would work with them on, because I feel like you are, you, you know, coming back to what you said at the beginning, heal or heal thyself, like you have done the work. This woman has done the work and she's showing up authentically as somebody who has had to walk the path and has figured out how to get further down the line and on the other side of some really huge challenges with trauma. 
So she knows how to take you through that process. And I'm just so grateful for you and what you're doing in the world. And thank you so much for sharing this time with us and your beautiful light. And um, it's been a joy. It's been a joy. So thank you for joining us. And for those of you listening, go ahead, go to the show notes. I'm going to have all of this information for Morgan for her contact information in the show notes. Thank you for watching. If you liked this, please hit that um, share button. And I always appreciate those five-star reviews for those of you that are listening on your podcast apps. And we'll see you next time. When you think of your ideal life, do you ever think to yourself, man, I just wish I could have a completely holistic lifestyle. When I was first educating myself about more natural ways to live, there was one major emotion that I felt, overwhelm. There was so much information, a lot of it was conflicting. There were so many products with lots of weird ingredients. There were so many things I didn't know that I should know, and I didn't know what I didn't know. And because of that, it took me a lot longer to increase my wellness and my quality of life and create the lifestyle of my dreams. This is exactly why I have created my new VIP 12-week one-on-one holistic lifestyle makeover. So in a world where it feels like we control so little, there really are so many things within your power to change, especially when it comes to your health, health and lifestyle. This experience is designed to take the guesswork out of the equation for you and to guide you in what you specifically need at this point in time to enhance your quality of life and create leverage in your health and wellness. Take advantage of the full depth of my growing body of work and my 25 plus years of experience in living a holistic lifestyle from a wide variety of perspectives, modalities, and challenges. As a VIP client, once a week, you're going to get to pick my brain on all things holistic lifestyle, aromatherapy, herbalism, toxicity, living closer to nature, grounding yourself, managing your stress, helping your family be healthier, building a resilient mindset, space clearing, sound therapy, spirituality, homesteading, permaculture, and so much more. This curriculum is flexible and customizable to your needs and your experience level. So I want to help you to take back your power and be your own hero and it would be my honor to guide you. Go to bit.ly slash VIP with Erin, that's all caps, to get yourself on my waitlist for this exclusive experience as I have limited space in my schedule and I'm only taking a small amount of clients for VIP coaching. That's bit.ly slash VIP with Erin, all caps. And if you are not sure if this experience is for you, let's jump on a free 15-minute discovery call together so we can explore how we might work together to get you the lifestyle of your dreams. You can go to bit.ly slash discover with Erin, all lower caps this time to book that call. And I can't wait to get you started. Well, everyone, that's our show for today. I am so grateful that you joined us. If you learned something or found yourself inspired, please subscribe to this podcast and rate us well. And if you are interested in even more tips and tricks about holistic living, go to prairiearomatherapy.com and join the apothecary inner circle by using the newsletter bar. Finally, if you found this information of benefit, I would be so thankful if you would share this podcast. I know that together we can help more folks live a holistic lifestyle with ease.